Oh man, I think I went the wrong way. Gotta make a U-turn. Hello and welcome. Cheers to each and every one of you playing this episode. Don't forget to stay in the know to look out for our social media posts on Facebook and Instagram. The links are in the episode notes. Hello, everyone. We are back with another Grateful Together podcast episode. Um, First and foremost, I just want to say thank you. My podcast episodes have been doing numbers within the last 30 days. Um, And I am super grateful. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and tuning in. Um, I see a lot of my old um, episodes are being played. And I really, really appreciate that. Because, oh my God, (laughs) thinking back to those episodes are just, I don't know, it means a lot to me. But I just want to say thank you to each and every person who is listening. My subscribers has grown, my listeners has grown, and I'm really thankful for that because I know that in the beginning when I started, my numbers were up there and then I kind of staggered off and now I'm back and I was kind of like, okay, nobody needs to hear this because I'm not really doing as good as I thought I was, but I've been praying about it and I told the Lord that this is what he's called me to do. So that I just pray that the right people hear it. And it doesn't matter if that's one person or two people in. But I would show up because he shows up for us. Just like he goes after the one from the 99. I'm going to be the same way because we are supposed to be Christ-like. And even if my episode only reaches one person, I am super blessed. Because that could potentially bless someone else. And that's what I'm hoping that this does. So anyways, (laughs) enough of my Grammy honor speech let's get into this episode so today I kind of had like an epiphany and I was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god I gotta record this I gotta record this so if you tune into the last episode of my podcast definitely um gonna be doing a part two or I promise you guys a part two so that's what this is gonna be as usual if you have not heard the podcast please 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 go check it out you will not be disappointed this is going to be part two the last one was titled a million little things this one is going to be called i dare you um i dare you and i'm super excited to get it out there as usual but i really mean that um so in the last episode we just talked about a million and little a million and one things that can cause a lot of things um And sometimes we don't even realize how impactful those things can be until we start actually looking at it head on. So I really hope that if you have listened to that, that bless you. And I hope that the part two of this of that episode blesses you. So this episode, I want to talk about just being patient in God's presence, waiting for God to do what it is that you're praying and believing God to do. And I know you're probably like, oh, yeah, we hear that all the time. Be patient. Those who wait on the Lord, you know, da, 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 da. Um, the slow and steady wins the race. That's not biblical, but, <laughs> you know, but and essentially, you know, those things are true. You know, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick tempered displays folly. That's Proverbs 14, 29. That is biblical. <laughs> but seriously, you know, we have to be patient and wait on God's timing because I've learned that. In the past, I've tried to do things hasty, and I think that's in my um, in my perspective of how I view this verse, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine, when he says, "Quick temper displays folly." Um, that can mean a lot of things. Um, 
most importantly, it means lack of good sense or foolishness. So you're acting fully, fully, fully. <laughs> you're acting foolish. <laughs> We're going to blame that on the braces. <laughs> you're acting foolish. So that means doing something that's rash, hasty, crazy, not thinking, not of good sense. You know, what's that saying? You know, I'm trying to wonder what a good, the sense that the good Lord gave you because you're acting like you ain't got it. Um, you know, anything that falls under that category. So, and I know that I'm not the only one that's been there. And I think sometimes when we get in a position where we feel like desperate time calls for desperate measures, we move fast, 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 fast. And sometimes we have to sit in God's presence and sit and meditate on God's word and get a revelation of the word that God is telling us in order to proceed and move forward. Because sometimes even when it comes to life situations, you know, when it comes to the unexpectedy of things that can come across our lives or other people's lives that's closest to us, that's connected to us. And we want to be able to save it. We want to swoop in like Superman or Catwoman or Batman or Jesus. You know, we want to handle it all. But we have to remember that we are not those people. We're not Jesus. We're not God. We are who God has called us to be. And we have to remember that God equips us with many talents, many gifts. And everybody isn't able to take on as much as we take on me, myself included. I'm talking to myself and I hope that you're grasping it, but we are not always equipped to take on other people's problems. And because we are nature hearted, we tend to pull, pull, pull weight. That's not even ours to carry. We have to give those things to God. You know, when things happen, we want to jump up so quick and move rashly, but we have to wait on God. We have to pray about everything. Pray without ceasing. That's biblical. Pray without ceasing. You have to. I literally tell you guys, I pray about every single thing. I prayed about um, my job change. I prayed about moving to another city. I prayed about um, how to be a good mother, what I need to learn, what I need to go through, how to be a better friend, how to be a better sister, how to be a better Jasmine. I'm praying on, you know, if I should make this decision or if I shouldn't make this decision, I'm praying on if I should go left or right. That's literally how I pray. I literally pray about everything. And sometimes I get impatient. I'm like, okay, God, I've been praying about this for such and such years. And I feel like you really haven't answered me. And sometimes when God hasn't answered us, that just means that he's working and we have to be patient. And sometimes it can also mean that we're being tested. God can test us and see how much we're really dependent on him, how much we're going to be succumb to his word. And be thirsty to wait for his instruction. Sometimes we pray about it. And then right then and there in that moment, we feel like, oh, well, I feel this is what God is saying. And God didn't even answer us yet. And then later on down the line, we look back and we're like, oh, God didn't even tell me to do that. So I went this way when God told me to go that way. I went left. He told me to go right. (laughs) Listen, y'all heard Tamla, man. Listen to God, okay? You have to be patient in God's word. And I know it's hard because I've been there myself. And today when I was riding, um, because I had a conversation with my cousin today and I was talking to her and telling her the same thing. And I felt like I was preaching to the choir. And I know that sometimes when you're going through a situation and you feel like, okay, why is this not happening for me? Why is this door not opening for me? God, this is what you said you were going to do. God, this is what you showed me. This is what you promised me. I know that you're not a man that you would lie. I know your your word will not return back to you void. I know that you would not tell me this if, if it weren't true. Or maybe I'm hearing it, but it's not from you. Either one. Um, and sometimes in that moment we can feel like, okay, God didn't tell me that because it's not happening right then and there. But we also tend to forget that denied and delayed are two different things. 
Just because God may say no right now doesn't mean that's no forever. There are things that God says no permanently. There's some things that God says no, not right now. So basically wait. And sometimes we confuse the wait with no permanently. And then we let that thing go. And then we think about it and it's like, oh, God never told me to put that down. He just told me to put it on pause. He just told me that it's not my time for this right now. And sometimes I think, too, the comparison game gets in there. And if you have not listened to that episode, the comparison game, please go back and listen to that. That is actually one of my older um, episodes as well. I'll actually look up and see what episode that is. But the comparison game can be a killer. Okay, when you're looking and standing in the midst of somebody else's promise, it's hard to see your own because you're standing in your lane looking at somebody else's lane. And that gets hard because sometimes we feel like, okay, God, but you blessing them. But why my blessing don't look like that? God, you know, I do this and I do that. But God, you're not blessing me the way I thought she was going to bless me. Or you didn't, you're not showing up for me the, thought, the way I thought you were going to show up for me. And I know that some people are like, oh, I don't do that. And sometimes you may do it, you don't even know. And I'm not saying if you do do it, it's a terrible thing because we've all done it. Let's be real. I've done it. And I'm not a jealous person. I don't envy other people. And sometimes when I'm in a situation, I do ask myself, like, God, okay, you came through for them. You came through for me, but mine was harder. I had to struggle for it. I had to work for it. Like, why did you give me that burden? And you gave this person a light burden. You know, why do I always feel like my burden or my blessing comes with a a tough burden? Um, But sometimes we have to know that God is building us. He's building up humility. Humility. Y'all, please excuse me, braces, okay? <laughs> um, I feel like every time I talk, I have this like pss, 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 after everything, and it kills me because like the the wires in my list it, it just coincides, and I'm like, oh my god, it kills me, it drives me crazy. And honestly, now when I record these, I don't even go back and listen, okay? Because I'm like, y'all hear it, I can hear it while I'm talking. I don't need to hear it again. I pray over this episode every time I put it out there, so it is what it is. But like I was saying, um, sometimes it gets hard to see what God's doing in your life if you're consistently looking at what God is doing in somebody else's. And we have to be patient enough to say, God, I trust you in the midst. I trust your word. I trust the promise. And I trust you. And we have to remind ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing that we also. I think that that's also another thing. When we're in the moment of going through something, we forget God's word. We forget what God's word says about us. We forget what God's word says about our trial, our tribulation, our pain, our steadfast suffering. We forgot what God's word says about that. We forgot what, what, what God said about waiting, about not making hasty decisions, about not listening to your heart because the heart will lead you astray. What we forget the very things that are going to keep us afloat, the very things that are going to help us walk. We forget that we walk by faith and not by sight. And I know sometimes we say that all the time. We It's biblical. It's in our head. It's rehearsed. It's, it's over and over. But when we're going through that, we don't stop and say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about what it looks like. I'm going to worry about what God says it looks like. I'm going to worry about what it is that God has told me to do. I'm going to do what it is that God has called me to do. And I know that in this moment, I don't see it coming to pass, but I thank God for it in advance. And I'm going to ask that this mountain be moved because the word says that we have the power to move this mountain if it's standing our way. The, this storm shall to pass. And I think sometimes 
a lot of times we forget, you know, we forget. And I think that that's something that needs to be included in our prayer. When we're praying about something and we're waiting and we consistently feel like we have to keep asking God, we don't have to keep asking God or reminding him because we feel like he's forgotten. There's nothing wrong with consistently staying in prayer with God to, con- to make sure that you're not too distracted from hearing him and that he didn't give you a word and you missed it. And sometimes you have to be faithful with the last thing that you did. And I also have an episode on that. It's called, what are you doing with what you already have? So sometimes we're praying about tomorrow when there's something in today that God has told us to do and we have not done it. So how are we going to move over to tomorrow when we haven't even stewarded the 24 hours that he's given us today? Whatever God told you to do today, do it. Whatever he told you to do yesterday, a year ago, a week ago, a month ago, do it. Do that thing first before you start listing out the next thing. Because sometimes I know you want a blueprint and I know you want a structure of what It's going to happen, but God doesn't work like that. And we have to understand that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We are not God. We are human. So we have to consistently be in prayer and be in connection with God and seeking him and asking him what it is that he would have us do. And we have to remember his word, Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick tempered displays folly. Don't be a fool. Don't make foolish decisions. Because you're in a moment. And I thought about, um, for instance, for me, and I know I talk about this all the time, but you guys get over it. <laughs> Not for a little, get over it. <laughs> um, but I talk about this all the time. My car, my car, you guys, I, I really appreciate my car because it's not about the materialistic thing. It's about the, the spiritual relationship that's that keeps me grounded it reminds me every day that God did it before and he can do it again he will do it again I have to stay focused on what God has done so not only do we have to remember what it is that God's word says about us and what God's word says about our storm or our trial and tribulation or what it says about God but we have to actually remember the things that God has done in the past and I know sometimes when we're in that thing it feels like okay God I feel like you don't never come through. I feel like you don't never hear me. Lucretia over here, Becky over here, Barbara over here, they praying, John over here, Robert over here, they praying, they got it, and I'm praying and nothing. I feel like that's been my story of my life. And then, and then sometimes when we are not hasty and we're not so boom, 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 quick, 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 and we sit down and we get in God's presence, that's when we see that, God, you've been here the whole time. That even though I may have wanted this thing, my wants could have put me in a predicament where I – self-sabotage whatever it is I wanted. My hastiness could have self-sabotaged. My irresponsibility could have helped me self-sabotage because this is what I wanted. And sometimes God replaces what we want with what we need. And sometimes God actually gives us what we think we want. And then when it falls apart, we then have to make a choice because everything is a choice. God doesn't force anything on us. Be thankful for the things that God don't allow. I mean, how many times have you said that? I know I said it a few, and I'm still asking God about the little things that has happened. I'm like, Lord Jesus, you allowed this to happen, so what is going on? That's what you have to tell yourself. You have to tell yourself that if it's happening, God allowed it. And what is God trying to do in what he's doing in your life? What is God trying to do with what he's doing in you, with people around you? What is God doing When you ask yourself, what is God doing? Because I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I love God. I know that I'm in consistent prayer. I'm trusting God. And I know that he would not lead me down a path to lead me. He would not put me in the wilderness by myself. So I know that God is here. I know he's in the midst. I know that when he's ready and when it's time, he will intervene. So if he hasn't intervened yet, what is God doing? And I think 
that is the biggest thing that will help us get up, get through what it is that we're going through to remember that God allowed it. So it can't be this bad because we remember that all things work together for those, for those of those who love God, all things, not some things, not this thing, not that thing, all things, they work together. God takes everything a part of your life and he works it together for your good. So even though it may not feel good right now, it's going to feel good later when it works, when you figure out that it's working together. Um, but like I was stating about my car, um, I was literally just telling the story today and I had to remind, you know, my cousin about patience, about not giving up and selling it for something that we think we want because God has better for us. God has the exact thing that we are looking for. We just have to be patient and let God figure it out. I will never forget. And to those of you guys who have heard this story, I'm sorry. But to the new people that haven't heard it, here you go. <laughs> I had to end up selling my car, my old car, my Kia Soul. I had a Kia Soul. Um, and what I, I, I don't know if I really talk about this much, but and like I told my cousin today, I said, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I did not like my Kia Soul when I first got it. I hated it. I didn't want it. It was this small car that I was like, oh my God, it wasn't even the color I wanted. I wanted like the brownish, creamish, caramelish, vanilla-ish, that color. I got it all white. Oh my God. The interior, I wanted it to be like a cream, a light, but I got like a dark black, uh, black grayish color. Didn't like it. The lights in the inside were like red. I hate the color red. Sorry, I do. Um, I wanted like a Toyota Camry. Toyota Corolla, or Altima. I mean, I could tell you these things that I wanted, but God allowed me to get a brand new Kia. So 2015 at the time, I got it in 2016. It was brand new off the lot with three miles on it. And I got to walk away with a brand new car. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, because I needed a car. It wasn't what I wanted, but I know that God allowed me to get it. And even though I wanted something else, God had laid down a platform for me to get a brand new car that had no issues. It wasn't the color I wanted. It wasn't the, the features that I wanted, but it lasted me up until uh, 20, oh my goodness, 2021, I think. I think 2021 or 2022. I can't remember. I think it's 2021, the end of 2021. And then I was one payment away from paying off my car and I was so happy because I was like, oh my God, I can keep this car. I can save my money to put it towards, you know, doing other things that I'm going to do in my life. I finally have room to breathe. I finally, I finally, I finally, maybe that's what I should title this episode. I finally, because <laughs> how many times have we been in a situation where we think that we finally got there? You know, it's been years and it's like, oh, I finally got there. And then just for you to get there and it's like, oh. It reminds me of that guy commercial. He said, you got to move quicker than that. Like, <laughs> like God just yoked it up from us. Like, that's how it feels sometimes, right? And then out of the blue, my car just started shutting off while I was driving. And it scared the daylight out of me because at that time, I had a couple of months old baby. Like, they know it was like maybe seven months, eight months. six. He was between six and eight months. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't drive this car. It's not trustworthy I can't live like this like oh my god and then I couldn't find anybody to fix it and then they had my car had over a hundred thousand miles by the time I got finished with it um because I took it everywhere I drove it back and forth when I moved to Atlanta when I visit Florida I've been to Georgia I've been to Orlando I've been like all over with this car so it did me good and I never really had any major issues with it so here I am thinking you know I'm gonna have this 
extra couple hundred dollars to save every month and then my insurance gonna go down because your girl don't pay the car off her credit gonna go up because your girl paid the car off like all these things i finally i finally i finally just forgot to say no you did not you did not finally nothing like you think you finally you think that's what you need but i'm gonna show you that this is what you need because in my mind at that time i couldn't think about long term i can only think about the right now and god was thinking long term so when i got rid of my car I was, first of all, I was devastated because the first car dealership I went to, um, the very car that I have today was at that dealership. It was like a, a brand, a like fully loaded car. Um, and I fell in love with it and I seen 777 like in the vendor. I was like, oh, this God driven, God, excuse me, God got this from me. And in that moment, I didn't realize that, okay, this is God's promise. I, I asked him for this car. I remember the day when I first got that car for a rental when I had my key so because I had an engine issue with the recall and they had to, you know, take my car and get it fixed and they gave me a key of Sportage for my rental. And I remember telling my sister, like, I love this car. It is great. It's huge. Like, I love it. If I have to ever get a new car, I'm going to get this. It's going to be my car, but preferably I don't have to do that. And so I said, you know what? It's time. I have to get a new car and that's the car I want. I want this key of Sportage, the same exact one that I had. When I rented um, that car, when I needed to get my kids off, it's anyways, moving on. So, um, what was I saying? So, yeah, I ended up, you know, going to the dealership, trying to trade my car in. First of all, they wanted to give me $250 for my car. No, ma'am. 250 what? $250 for a 2015 Kia so that was brand new everything I had just gotten tires I had just got my spark plus done I did my routine service every month brakes were good everything was good had like minimum to no no issues in the inside no scratches or dings on the outside I did have a crack on it from when somebody hit my car but my mechanic he ended up fixing that so it was practically a brand new car y'all this guy like, everything was going smooth, and I was like, oh, this is for me. This is just going great. And then once they got to running the numbers, and the number, the payment wasn't looking how I wanted the payment to look, the guy, like, his whole energy just shifted. Like, he was just this butt hole, okay? Asked my sister, I swear to God. Well, no, I don't swear to God. Lord forgive me, but I promise on my life that he was a butt hole. Like, he went from being the nicest, sweetest thing. And it's so crazy because I'm telling him, you know, sometimes people just want to use you to get to sell, and then I feel like you're just so genuine. And then as soon as I started questioning stuff and trying to haggle him, he, like, flipped the script on your girl, okay? It was, like, crazy. It was, like, an instant 360. Like, your girl was confused. Um, And so I ended up, you know, trying to talk myself into this crazy ridiculous price of a car because I was so desperate I needed a car I'm like I can't not be without a car I have a six to eight month old I can't remember how old Noah was Lord forget me but he was only a few months old and I had already been in a situation where I had to move out of my apartment because I had issues at my apartment so I was currently living with my sister and now I'm going to be carless like I felt helpless I felt hopeless and I just kept saying God why me why is this happening to me why is this happening to me why would you let this happen to me I was finally doing well and even with my apartment you guys I heard the story again but I'm gonna say it again <laughs> but even with my apartment my rent was $800 in my last apartment I paid almost $1,400 for a one-bedroom stop playing like and I still and I said you know what God why are you doing this to me why you snatched my apartment from me you're snatching my car for me. You're snatching my financial freedom from me. What are you doing? Like, why, why, why? I finally got where I wanted to be. And then I went without a car for a month. I was driving my sister's car because she didn't want to drive. So I was driving her car for a month. And then I couldn't look, I couldn't find the car I wanted that had the decent miles and the, the price match, the price had to match. Let's be real. 
And so I said, you know, I'm going to find something else. So then I ended up looking at a Tiguan. No, not a Tiguan. I test drove a Tiguan. I liked it, but I was like, ah, this is a little masculine. Your girl ain't doing all that. So um, I ended up going to a Volkswagen dealership and I was like, okay, I'm going to look at the Teos. The Teos was like maybe 20000 I think 21000 similar to what my kid sold was. And I liked it. I didn't love it. It wasn't my sportage, but I liked it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a brand new 2022 Teos or 2021 Teos and be at the same, you know, kind of price range that I was paying for my Kia. So, so finally a month went past. I finally found the, uh, the, the car I'm going to go look at. And then I called to confirm that it was there. Cause I was like, okay, this gotta be too good to be true. And then something in that moment told me, look and see if they have used cars. Mind you guys, I had been on this, this dealership's website for like a week and a half, a week and a half. At the same time, I had applied for an apartment that I got approved for, but they end up telling me like, oh, we accidentally leased this out to somebody else. So you and somebody else is fighting for this apartment. It was a back and forth thing with the apartment. I, and again, I felt like, God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Like, here it goes again, my apartment and my car, my place to lay my head and my whip. Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you playing? Like, what is going on? Why am I in this predicament where I feel like I finally got to where you were supposed to put me and now I feel like it's being snatched up from me again. Like, what is going on? And so... Um, I kept calling to make sure, you know, you still got the car here. And the man was like, oh, we haven't got it in yet, but we'll call you when it comes in. So they ended up calling me, telling me that next day that the car was in, it was in service. It was going to be, it just came off the truck. So I'm like, oh, your girl's going to get a 2022 Teos Volkswagen, all white, black and down, you know, <laughs> being real with you guys. But so I ended up going to the dealership, long story short, telling, and, um, after I ended up looking for the used cars, you guys, the car that I had been looking for for a month and a half and I could not find was sitting right there in front of me. And then I said, you know, this is too good to be true. Let me look at the mileage and let me look at the price. You guys, my car was 2021. And no, it was a 2020 and I got it in 2021. It had 12,000 miles on it when I got it. And now it has 32 miles. Okay, you're going to do a lot of driving. But it had 12,000 miles on it in the $20,000 range. So I was just like, oh my God, this has got to be like a joke. Like this got to be a joke. It has to be a joke. Like this is not, I was like, this is too good to be true. Lord. Okay. So this whole time I'm not like really antsy. And then I call him like, you know, do you, I didn't even call to see if they had the car. Cause I was like, this gotta be like a joke. God's gotta be praying to pray for me. So I ended up going to the dealership and I see the car. And so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm getting all excited. So now I go in, I tell the lady, hey, you know, I have an appointment with such and such. I was coming to look at the chaos and I was going to drive off the lot. I said, but you have the car I have been looking for for a month. I could not. I said, I stopped searching. Mm, I stopped searching. Like something about that. I stopped searching for what it was that I wanted. And God presented it to me when I least expected it. When I least knew that God was going to do that. I wasn't expecting to go to that dealership and get that car. I was not expecting to walk away with this car that I wanted. And I know you guys may be like, girl, it's just the car. And I say that over and over, but you got to dig deeper. You got to see the bigger picture. It's not the car. (laughs) Stop playing. It's not the car. It's the purpose. It's the due diligence. It's the faith. Where was my faith? Like I had given up looking for something that God promised me. I knew God was going to give me that car, but I said, you know what? God taking too long. So let me go look at this chaos and drive this off the lot and just settle for what I like because what I want, I can't have in this moment. And I'm desperate. I need a car. And I said all this to say that desperate time calls for desperate measures. Don't get so desperate that you settle on yourself. 
that you lose yourself in trying to get something that you want because you can't see what God is doing to get you what you need. Like, come on, man. Like, every time I tell that story, and I'm telling you guys, if you go back, I've told the story like a thousand times. Every time I tell the story, it just moves me. Like, I'm literally trying not to cry right now because it's just like the, the sovereignty of God. Like, his patience with me. I wasn't patient with him. I was upset, you guys. I was upset. And then I ended up not getting that apartment that I applied for because it was a back and forth game. And then that next weekend, I ended up, after I got my car and um, everything situated, I drove off the lot with a car. And I ended up telling the lady the story. She was like, listen. She was like, this is God. She was like, you're going to get that car. She was like, you go in there. You do. I said, I'm going to leave this lot with the car. Like, I was at the dealership for not even more than an hour. Uh, it was like literally in and out. I told her, I was like, I want to test drive that car. I don't even want to. She was like, do you want to see? I said, I don't even want to see the other car. Like, come on, man. I don't even want to see the other car. And then it's so crazy because the car, I couldn't see it anyway. Um, she's going to get it out of service and have it, you know, service faster. But it was being service because it had just came out the truck, blah, 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 blah. But I told her, I said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I don't even want to see the car. The car I'm looking for is here. It's on your lot. It's available. I need you to get me to somebody who can get me that car because I'm leaving with that car. I don't care. I'm leaving with the car. And I ended up test driving it, loving it. Came back and I told the girl, I said, listen, let's run. I said, I'm already pre- I was already pre-approved. I said, I just need the numbers to look right because I already know what my payments are going to be because it literally told me everything. I had this amount to put down. I put that in. They already pre-qualified me. So, I, sh- you guys, my payment is the same payment that it was when I went. Come on. Like, stop playing. Like, oh, my God. God is so sorry. And I know you guys are like, oh, my girl, it's just a car, whatever. But it's not about the car. It's about the fact of I lost sight of what I needed because I wanted something different. And what I wanted, no, I didn't want something different. What I wanted, I felt like I, I wasn't capable of getting. It was unrealistic. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you feel like, okay, I'm believing God for something so big, but it sounds so crazy. And then you have people around you like, girl, it's just a car. Like, get another car, basically. Like, you don't have to get a brand new car. Da, da, da. And you got some people like, oh, girl, just get a brand new car. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't want a brand new car. I want the car that I wanted. But because I was so desperate, I was willing to just throw that all away. And then, I don't know if I told you guys, but somebody tried to steal my car this January. And it broke my heart because I said, that's nobody but the enemy. The enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's nobody but the enemy because the enemy knows that it's not about my car. It's about what my car represents. It represents God's promise, God's faithfulness for me, you know? Um, and not even that, just my apartment. My apartment has been compromised so many times, and I know that it's because of the story behind it. It's not about the apartment, but it's about what it represents with me and God. God's sovereignty, God's grace, because I I prayed, and I said, Lord, please let me get an apartment before December 25th. I moved in my apartment December 16th. I pulled up my Christmas tree for a week. I stopped playing. First floor, no carpet, like everything that I needed. It didn't have, I wanted like a upgraded and da, 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 and I had to come back and say, you know what, God, just give me what I need, but please let it have this, this, and this, because I feel like that's realistic. And I was scared when I applied the whole process. I thought I didn't get it. Like it was crazy. And I know I've told that story a bunch of times, but anyways, I'm circling back to, to the message. Um, but today when I told that story to my cousin, because she had never heard that story, you know what I'm saying? Like I tell that to you guys and my sister knows that story because she was there when I was crying, sweating tears, crying blood. Like when I was literally in my pit, she was there for me and she knows this story a hundred percent true. You know, I put my life on it and 
I had never shared that with my cousin. So today, you know, we went out looking for her car. She kind of got discouraged and I had to tell her that. And I said, you know what, guys? It's so crazy because I'm like, this. It, it's not about my car. It's about what God did through my car. It's about what God did through my apartment because I get to live and tell that story to somebody else to tell them that God did it for me. He can do it for you, baby girl. <laughs> Be Simone. Uh, anyways. But I'm like, you know, if God did it for me, he can definitely do it for you. You have to be patient, do the work, and trust God. And I don't know what the work is for you. The work could just be having faith. The work could just be doing great with what you already have. Showing stewardship over the things that God has called you to. Excelling in those things. Doing the thing that God last told you to do. That, that's what work is. It's not working, proving to God that, oh, I need this. I'm sacrificing. No, we don't have to prove anything to God. God's going to show up regardless. The work is you being due diligent in your faith, trusting God, thanking God in advance for it, believing for it, and waiting for that to come to pass. And then even when I, I told her before we went into the dealership, I said, listen, I feel like today something's going to happen. Today's the day. And something did happen. We didn't get a car, her car, but the lady that we went to, um, she was, oh my God, I told her, I said, listen, this lady is heaven sent. She's heaven sent. She's God's gifts to you. And even if you don't walk away with a car today, you come back and you see her and you're going to get your car. I promise you that. And, um, even she said, she's like, you know, I'm going to wait and come back. And, you know, so I was just like, I'm, I'm happy for you because God equipped you with her. That's a blessing. I said, because she literally kept it real with her a hundred percent and told her what she needed to do to come back and get a car. And I said, you do those things. And it can be yours. A lot of car sellers, a car salesmen, they don't do that stuff. They don't tell you the real. They let you, they sit there, run your credit, try to get you in a car just to get a sale and get you out the door. This lady was willing to give up a paycheck to be real, to be a good steward over the job that God gave her. Like, that's a testimony for her to tell, tell somebody else. So that when they're in the season of waiting on God's time and she can say, you know what? This happened to me when I was trying to get a car. I didn't walk away with the car because sometimes let's be real. You're not going to always walk away with what it is that you want. Let's be real because I wanted the car that was at the dealership that day. And God said, uh-uh, no, it, it, it took another month for me to get the same as that car at a dealership, at a different dealership with less miles and less price tag. Okay. And sometimes we don't want that. And I didn't want that. I was like, Lord, why would you bring me here? Why would you let me test drive this car and fall in love? I can't even walk away with the car because the payment is just ridiculous. It wasn't ridiculous, but for me, it was just like, I'm not doing that. And the fact, the thought that I was sitting there trying to make it okay, no. That's not, I told myself I wasn't doing that. But because I felt so desperate, I felt like that's what I had to do. So I said all this to say, I dare you. I dare you. I dare you to bet on God. I dare you. I dare you to bet on God and show yourself your faith. Keep your faith. Trust God and God will blow your mind. Trust God with whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're believing God for. And I'm telling you, he will blow your mind. And it may not come in the form that you think or how you thought it was going to happen, but God will show up. He is there. He will be there telling you, man, dare, I dare you, I dare you, whatever, fill in the blank, I dare you to whatever, but trust God, I dare you to put that thing in God's hand, I dare you to fast, I'm actually going to get ready to do a seven day fast from May 4th to seven days from that, so, you know, you need to fast, go on a seven day fast, get in God's presence for seven days consistently, give up something to be in God's presence and hear God correctly, like, get serious about you, 
get serious about God, get serious about the life abundantly, like get serious about that, man, like I'm so serious, get serious about it, because life is too precious to be just walking around consistently upset, worried, needing direction, struggling, discouragement, like it's too short, I'm not too short, but too precious, it's too precious to consistently walk like that the rest of your life, but when you lay it down at God's feet and you give it to God, man, I'm telling you, it doesn't always happen overnight. It's not going to always be easy, but it will definitely always be worth it. And even though in those moments, like you can ask my therapist <laughs> in those moments, I used to be on that, those sessions crying my heart out. Like, why is this happening? You know, I'm dealing with this and I can't make it. I have a baby to raise and I have to show him that we can do this. I can do this. I'm capable of being his mom and I can handle this and da da da. And even when I talk to her now, like, or after like sessions after that, she'll remind me like you've came through so much. Like you went through your apartment, car, your apartment situation, your car situation, and it was her reminding me about what I went through. So now I can remind y'all. I got tired of her talking about that dang old car situation because when she was talking about, it, I still didn't have no car. <laughs> in that month where I didn't have a car, she was talking about how I'm enduring and believing God for a car and believing God for my own place and da da And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. So I get it. If you're on the other line and you're like, girl, I'm tired of hearing about the car. I'm tired of hearing about it because God didn't do it for me. God will do it for you. And let me be the one to intervene and say that God is going to do it for you. He did it for me. He did it for every, he'll do it for everyone. And just because he do it this time, don't mean he won't do it again. Come on now. You got to believe God's going to show up for you. And it may not look like what you thought, but God is definitely going to show up. So I know this is old. I know you keep hearing it over and over, but this is my reminder because somebody had to remind me that God did it for me. Even when I felt like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. Like there's moments where I, I get up and I can't get up. I'm tired. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of struggling. Why did God put me in his life? And I had to be reminded. That God did it for me. He's still doing it for me. Sometimes it takes, get around people, man. I'm not going to keep telling this and I'm about to close. But get around people who push you into purpose. You need some friends that can push you into purpose. Some co-workers that can push you into purpose. I remember when I worked at Citibank. And I remember just talking about how I was moving to Atlanta. And a lot of people were just like, oh, you know, that's really crazy. I can never do that. You know, you just trusting God and he, da, 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 da. and at the time I was just like, Oh, that ain't like, to me, it was not, I feel like it was not like people move all the time. But because I kept saying like, you know, I'm trusting God. I believe that God is calling me, you know, to just, God's going to allow me to do this. And I'm praying about it. And God told me, okay. And da, da, da. And I didn't have a plan hundred percent at that point. I needed another job to save the money that I was able to save to get there. And I didn't have that job. I didn't know when that job was going to come. My timeline was getting crazy. And I even had people tell me, oh, just give up your timeline. Just wait another year to go. And just don't worry about living in this apartment, living in that apartment. And I was like, no, I ain't doing that in, in Florida. I'm not doing that in Georgia. Like, I'm not going to this place to struggle. I'm going there to create a better life for myself while I go. And it wasn't 100% better. But you know what, guys? Even though I went through a lot in that year that I stayed in Georgia, I had so much peace. Like, you ever go through something, you're like, how am I so peaceful? Like, I'm struggling financially I'm struggling mentally but I'm at peace because I trusted God that much because God kept showing up for me I needed a new a second job to go God gave it to me at the nick of time the nick of time I worked there for two and a half months saved my money got out of here on time on schedule stop playing like I keep telling y'all it ain't even about the things it ain't about the apartment or the move it's about what God did about his 
faithfulness. When people said that that was crazy, when people said, girl, that ain't happening, when people said Atlanta too expensive, when people said you ain't got zero dollars saved today, how you think you're going to go in four months? When people said you need to find a job before you go, when people said, <laughs> how you think I felt? I felt like Noah when he was building that ark and people like, oh, rain, what's rain? Like, girl, you know what? You sitting up here making up stuff. What is rain? That's something he done made up. And then when that rain came, baby, they was all trying to get in that boat. But God sealed him in there. And God sealed me in what he told me. So you got to get sealed in the promise that God gave you. Don't let nobody take your promise. Don't let nobody make you speed up the process because they think that you should go the way that you need to go at their pace. Don't do nothing for nobody. Do it for you. Do it for God. Listen to God. Listen to what it is that he's telling you to do and you will succeed. <laughs> I'm just ecstatic about just listening to this as I'm talking because it's just like, it's, it really, back then I didn't know how much weight it held, but it holds weight. God, man, listen, Jesus, he holds weight. Okay. Like in those moments, I'm thinking like, dang, you know, this ain't nothing. Like these people tripping. Like what you mean? You, you couldn't do that. What you mean? Like people do it all the time. And I had to tell myself, a lot of people don't do it, you know. There's things that people walk around all the time thinking, I wish I could have. I live in regret because I didn't. And I got a chance to do that and prove the world wrong. Prove the world wrong. And when I came back, I, I made a choice to come back. I literally made a choice to come back. And I used to be upset about that choice, but now I'm okay. You know, because I said that if that's one of them things where it's like either I can go again or I can't. And if I can't, that's okay too because I know that God has better for me. And it's so crazy because I was not planning on talking about that car or any of these situations. I had like a totally different thing, but God wanted me to use that. So there you have it. But I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful. And I just want to leave you guys with Isaiah forty thirty one. Yet the strength of those who wait with hope in the Lord will be renewed. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and won't become weary. They will walk and won't get tired. So even though right now you're weighed down, find strength in God. Let him be the one who carry you. You can't make it, let him make it for you. You can't do it, let him do it for you. You can't see a way out, let him give you a way out. I'm telling you, man, I dare you to bet on God and you're going to win every time. It's not about what you can get out of it, but what God can do within you to bless other people with a story. And it may be a car. It may be your phone. It may just be renewing your life. It may just be you finding a job when you thought you couldn't find one. It may just be you getting out of a struggle when you've been struggling your whole life. It may just be you having a child when everybody said you was too old to have one or the doctor said you couldn't have one or beating cancer or beating weight uh, weight issues, whatever, beating insecurities. I don't know what that looks like for you. You fill in the blame, but I dare you to bet on you and bet on God because he got you every time. The world will fail you, but he will not fail you. And so I really hope that this really blessed somebody. I know it's kind of long-winded and it was kind of repetitive, but obviously God still wants me to use that story. And I'm going to continue to keep using it and keep telling it because obviously it needs to be heard. There's a lot of people out here believing that Jesus ain't real, God ain't real, and he is. Despite the things that I got, it gave me a hope to know that even though I have those things, I'm not exactly 100% where I want to be, but I know God can get me there. He's done it before. He'll do it again. So I love you guys. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you stay tuned for more episodes. Remember, being grateful makes you gorgeous.